Hey, how's it going? I'm Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Top of the top of the week to you. This top is of the a week. this is a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday when we're recording. Mm-mm. We're recording on a Friday, but this oh, airs yeah. on a Wednesday. I am. This has been a, a weird week. Like, like Friday feels like a Wednesday. Wednesday felt like a Monday to me. But it was a great week because we have recently just celebrated. We took a, like about a week, five days to celebrate our 22nd wedding anniversary. It was so nice. So, the, so nice. The we night you gonna... gave yourself to me. <laughs> I did. I gave it, gave it real good. It's so dirty, but we're married. It's we're married. actually, it's a good thing. 22 years. Thank you. I'd like to thank you again for giving yourself to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh what um, we we were gonna go go like maybe to a hotel or go out of town but we decided just to enjoy our home and stay in the in the city that is beautiful yeah we were tourists in our own city we went to seattle we took the ferry over to bainbridge island we walked a hundred miles well we walked four and a half miles and okay. you literally it was like 4.2 i looked at, at my phone you're like oh my god like i'm Dying I'm pretty babe. sure your phone stopped recording. No, you you literally were like, I think I'm going to get an Uber. I and I was like, what? You're actually thinking about getting an Uber? To, Absolutely. We had like a, a mile to My walk back to our car. My legs were hurting. We had done more than four miles. You're going to have to work on the conditioning part because we're going to be in Europe in a few weeks and we're going to walk like minimum of eight miles a day. Like, like, thank you again for giving yourself to me 22 years ago. <laughs> I'm going to need you to give yourself to the cardio. You know what I mean? I do. Like, I play racquetball woman the, with 80-year-old well, Racquetball men. once a week is probably not going to do you well like over time. Like the conditioning side. Really? You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, Vic the sound chick, who is incredible, has been doing Orange Theory for the last two years, and she is the most consistent person, probably in my world right now, presently. And thank you for mentioning Orange who, Theory. If you're out there, Mr. Theory of the Orange, <laughs> we would like a sponsor. She's like on it like three, four times a week. That's that's commitment. And not just daily, like in the afternoon or evening when she gets home from work. She's there at like 5 a.m. in the morning. That's impressive. That is for all impressive. those who work out in the morning. You know, here's to you. Cheers. Yeah, I don't prefer the morning workouts personally, so take that cheers back. <laughs> you notice you can hear a clink because I'm not cheersing you on that. But there's something about getting your workout done in the morning. Like there's something the, about getting your workout done <laughs> at 10 p.m. By the time you get off of work, it's like by the time you get home and already, go to sleep, <laughs> <laughs> you've already worked out. You've already had a great day at work, and like you can go out with friends, hang out. There's there's something about the morning workouts. Okay, and you know this is what I love about you. This gets us into our topic for today, <laughs> which you look beautiful, by the way. I don't know if I can say that. Oh, I mean, they can all see you since we're airing this live on um, sh- on Netflix. Netflix is picking this up, so I'm thrilled about that. Thank you for the sponsor, Netflix. Um, babe, you posted this Instagram post. I'm not on Instagram. People think I'm on Instagram. They're like, "Whoa, you're killing Instagram, Billy's Mafia." I'm like, "Well, you're kind of on. You don't you, you don't look at it every day. That's what you mean." That that is exactly what. Yeah. I mean. Yes, I do. If you're like, "Hey, I thought you responded to me," I actually did respond to you, sir. Or <laughs> I, ma'am. Yeah, ma'am. I don't actually DM the ladies, babe. But if a dude DMs me, I respond. Hey, man, how you doing? Um. Anyways, you posted an Instagram post. And I thought it was super inspiring. And you're a very inspiring woman. But I was actually, you actually sent it to me ahead of time. You said, could you edit this? Because yeah, I'm kind of like your publisher. I'm an, yeah, I'm yeah. an editor for you. Know, you know, when you have spelling issues, you just got to have people help you. <laughs> well, yeah. That's real. And no one's perfect. No. I mean, that's the, if there's one area. I mean, random fact. you have one area in your life where you're not perfect in every it's way. It's definitely that. Random fact, I read backwards as a little girl for years. 
and thought, oh my gosh, I'll never be able to be good at anything. You actually struggled with dyslexia. I was so insecure with it. Yeah. yeah. It was insane. You would always it. sign our letters when I was in college. Grill. My gr- <laughs> your grill. You were like, I know, love G-R-I-L. you. Your baby grill. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you are my baby grill. And the people in my world who get emails from me are slack. They're probably like, what is her problem? She and, always misspells that word. And when you would write, what do you want to do this weekend? You would always say, want to you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite. Oh, want to you what to do from your baby I grill. I remember my mom was super inspiring for a season of my life. I struggled to spell right. She's like, Jen, you may never be good at spelling, but if you spend all your energy wanting to be and trying to be, you'll never probably be the best. But if you put your energy in what you're really good at, and those are other things, you'll be great at it. And that really helped me really own the fact that I may never be the best at spelling. But then I married right. a incredibly B E S T best. Okay, do you want to tell them how smart you are, Billy? Like the fact that you're your degree S no you're your what college we, scholarship was partially football, but it was mainly um, academics, right? That's true. Yeah, and you you had invitations to go to Notre Dame. You I turned had an it down. Invitation. Yeah, <laughs> I think what we call that in the industry is I was accepted. But it's an invitation. Like you, you are welcome. They here. invited me for a we small want fee of forty thousand dollars a here year here on our campus. We would like to invite you to join our. And college. so I end up marrying the, the the smarty pants, which I love. Pants. P-A. <laughs> um, but can we get back to your post? Thanks. Yes. Thank you for the comment. Love you. You're beautiful. You want to take your shirt off or uh, just later, keep it on later. for now? I mean, you could take it off in the middle of this. Okay. okay. Now our kids are probably listening to this and they're cringing. Well, <laughs> you're going to learn today. <laughs> you're going to learn today. All right. Let's get back to it. Your, your, your post on Instagram. I want to know. I want to ask you what it was that inspired it. If you haven't read it, follow Jen on um, Jen Huffman. J-E-N-N Huffman. She's on Instagram. Um, it was just super inspiring. And when I was reading it, I literally said, babe, what is this for? Like, this is such a good article. And you're like, I just want to post it. And tell me, and it was kind of about starting over, recreating ourselves. Tell me, what was the inspiration behind that post? It just came out of nowhere. I don't even remember having a conversation about it. Where, where did that come from? Uh, I mean, it came from something I was thinking about quite a lot. But Probably a little over a year ago, I kind of got to the end of myself, and we were actually in a, a very heated argument, and you looked at me and said, enough is enough, Jen. Like, you can't, we can't continue on this way. And you were speaking to some of the issues that I had been dealing with, which was serious suspicion and distrust that I was projecting on you all the time. Um, and it got worse and worse, and you kind of looked at me and said, enough is enough. And that was the moment I realized... I'm going to own this stuff in my life and figure this out because it is enough is enough. And the moment I decided that it was kind of like a new starting line for me. And you've referenced this a few times. I don't know. And I think you're probably comfortable. Like what is the stuff you were going to own? Cause I think we're being so ambiguous. Yeah, it and was, people are like, what, what happened to Jen? <laughs> what, what did she do? Um, you know, I, I constantly was projecting um, suspicious thoughts, feelings, um, wondering if you were looking at something inappropriate on your phone or right. maybe not connecting with you for over 24 hours, like an emotional level or whatever. I would go to the worst case scenario in my mind and think of something that maybe you were doing that you were never doing. And it was all of this, it was undertones of that constantly. Um, and it was really rooted with a trust issue that I had yeah. and had never dealt with it. And maybe I, I did know I had a trust issue and tried to deal with it, but I didn't really deal with it. You know, I think we all have things in our life where we know about things that are, are a struggle or really causing dysfunction in our life, but we don't know what to do with it. And when you said enough is enough, 
I had to really get a hold of that and be like, it is, and what am I going to do with it? And, it? and it was the beginning of the rest of my life in some ways that really changed for me. It was a new starting line. It was me starting over. And so you're saying that, and then <clears> just kind of like, so that's been a journey I know you've been on, and I'm, I'm inspired by that. But this post is kind of, a, is that a culmination of it, or something just got you? And I, like a... I'm a, I'm a talker. I'm a communicator, right? So one of my things is I like took your post and I broke it down into a few points. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but I really want to. I really want to pick your brain on this, and I think this is a great conversation for today on starting over, recreating ourselves. I was having a, a conversation with a really good friend just yesterday, and he felt, you know, he was he was voicing me. He's he's one of the most talented individuals I've ever met, honestly, in my whole life, and. Honestly, and you would know it if you if you if you met this guy, encountered him, saw him do what he does in his gift. There's just no way not to know. And I remember saying to him, like, you know, um, dream again, man. And we were kind of encouraging each other, but I was like, hey, permission to dream again. Like, let's not even be restricted by our jobs. Let's not be restricted by our roles. Let's not be restricted by things that we've put up in our own lives. Like, I can't because I can't because. Um, and just and I remember him looking at me, being like. Right, man. Like, mm-hmm. thanks for saying that to me. Like, thanks for reminding me. Like, sometimes we have to remind ourselves, like, hey, you've, because you can be successful in, in a relationship, in, in a job, in a dream. You can accomplish a goal. And then it's like, oh, I did it. So now what? And I think we constantly have to remind ourselves, like, recreate, reinvent yourself. And sometimes you can't dream again or recreate because you can't stop doing what you're, you've always done. The past has held you back. And for me, that's what it was. My my issue with trust and suspicion and the things that I was dealing with, I was having a hard time actually living in the present and actually dreaming again and moving forward and, and struggling so deeply with those issues that it was when you said enough is enough, like literally enough enough is like, if you don't figure this out, Jennifer, I'm out. I'm out, meaning I'm going to, I'm going to do something drastic if we don't figure this out, if you don't take ownership. And that really that was a wake-up call to me in the best way possible. And I know that was a hard conversation, a hard thing for you to say, not that you were going to divorce me, but it was literally like, if we don't figure this out in our marriage, we won't have a marriage in the future. You can't move forward. That's yeah. exactly right. Um, um, one of the statements you made is in this Instagram post, you said, make a conscious choice to let go of what I did or how I did it. And I thought like, that's you're actually really good at that. I'm seeing you do that. Break that down for me a little bit. You know, um, you know, I need to make a conscious choice to let go of what I did and how I did it. What are some of the ways you do that? What does that mean to you? Like, you know, I think the most practical way I can maybe apply it for me personally, and I've had to do this time and time again, is with raising kids. Like when my boys were eight and nine, there was a certain way I had to parent them. But when they were, when now that they're 17 and 18 or 18 and 19, I can't still mother them the way I did when they were eight, and nine years old. And so I had to consciously make a decision to change my approach, to let go of how it worked in the past because it doesn't work anymore okay. in the present. And I love that. What you just said right there, and can I, we've been throwing this phrase around here recently, and I just, it's kind of changing my perspective on everything. Sometimes you have to let go of good to lay a hold of oh, great. great. Sometimes That's you have so to right. let go of good. And if you're listening right now, you're driving in your car, like, can you just let this resonate in your brain cavity? Sometimes you have to let go of what is good so that you can lay a hold of what is great. And good is not wrong. Like letting right. go. It doesn't have to be wrong, but sometimes you have to make the decision. This is not, this doesn't work for me anymore. This is not what 
I need in this season. This is a philosophy in life, and this is the hardest thing because mm-hmm. if things are good, you know, I'm, I'm, I would probably be a proponent. If it's not broke, why try and fix it? Like, if it doesn't need to be fixed, what are we doing? But I think sometimes you have to literally, if you're going to move to the more, you have to be willing. I think about like when we left Atlanta almost 13 years ago. We we had a great job there. We had family there. We had a life there. You were born and raised there. All three of our kids were born there. Um, we let go of that. It wasn't bad. Like people yeah. are like, well, well, there's some bad things. Well, there's some bad things in everything. But we weren't like, this is so bad. We have to get away. Not at all. In fact, I had just been offered a promotion. Right. Um, you as well. There was so much good, but so we knew. Good. We knew that we were just going to kind of be going. We were going to be settling for good if we didn't let go of it. And we, so we, we were going to go to Seattle. And there wasn't like great was offered in Seattle. I came here. Yeah, I came here and didn't even. I had a much role that was much less than what I had there. It actually took me out of. I was a pastor in Atlanta, and I wasn't a pastor when I came here for a season. Um, it kind of took me out of what I thought I was supposed to do, but. Now, retrospect, here we are 13 years later, like I could never have imagined like it was the best decision we've ever made. Like sometimes you have to let go of good to lay a hold of great. great. Jim Collins wrote a book. I don't know if you're, if you're book readers out there, I would recommend this book. It's called Good to Great. It's a business book, but it's got so many principles that honestly, no matter what industry you're in, if you're a mom taking care of kids, if you're a single dude who works at a coffee shop, like this book will inspire you and it's It'll how do you, you get <laughs> yeah how do you get from good it's not a yeah. christian book but um i think there's principles that you can find throughout all of scripture how do you get from good to great and i think you have to be willing first of all to let go of good i'll never forget um i was a, in high school i used to play trumpet in the band i mean i don't know if you knew that i'm, I'm a bit of a your first a chair babe. i were... was first chair and I'll never forget the, you the and I also thing. was on the football team in high school and <laughs> I'll never forget my, I think it was my sophomore year. Yeah. My sophomore year, the band instructor had us all out in the field and he was kind of giving us a pep talk for like, you know, you know, band is life. And band he was like, some life. of you athletes, some of you football players, you can't actually do football and band. And so today you have to choose. And I think he thought we were you all going to choose band. And he's like, he's like, cause you can't, you can't play during halftime and be in the locker room at halftime. So today you have to choose. And he's like, so I lay the gauntlet down before you. <laughs> like, like he's, <laughs> like he's Russell Crowe in the gladiator this day. And he's like, you either so- choose today band or football. And if you choose football, stand up and walk off this no, field. He did not. Yeah. And I think he thought we'd all be like, and like me and like 12 of my buddies were and like actually and i'm gonna we left but, you're looking at trumpet but i gotta be football. honest trumpet i literally football. loved the trumpet and i actually went back to him after that i was like hey i want to still play i'm your first year trumpet like i love this i want to be louis armstrong yeah, what are we talking about, about? and i was like he's like the highest grade you can ever get is a b which i'm i was going for a's um notre dame was calling and so i was like i i can't just settle for a b and he's like, that's the highest grade I'll ever give you if you continue to play football. Oh, so really? I literally, he made me choose. And it wasn't like some people were like, well, I would quit band in a second. I actually loved band. I actually loved it. But I was like, no, man, I'm going to do this football thing. I ended up getting a scholarship to play some football. And so, you know, you got to make a choice in life. That's a simple illustration. But, right, we have to let go of good sometimes to lay a so, hold of great. So real. Make a conscious choice to let go of what I did and, and how I did, I did it. it. Is starting over is is part of how we start over? 
Um, the second thing you kind of alluded to in this Instagram post was giving it a go, which is a, f- a phrase that we've probably used on this podcast from time. It's a theme, but you literally embody that. Um, in, in your Instagram post, I was just inspired. Like at one point I was, I think I put my fist in the air and was like, yes, <laughs> you know, but it's like, step out again, yeah. take a risk, take a risk. Um, it's like bet the farm, like, just yeah. like we, ha- we can't, um, we can't live in these safe places. How can people, babe, practically give it a go? Like you do it a lot. What are some practical ways of like just getting yourself in a space to give it a go? I mean, it's easy to say. It's hard to do. That's such a great question. You know, I don't know. I think maybe I can apply it to just my personality and for me personally. I just feel like I don't want to live life with the question, what if? And because that is constantly ringing in my head, I just am like, I'd rather live with myself maybe potentially failing than living with the question, what if I would have or what if? And and just giving it a go. And and kind of saying, you know what, failure is potential here, but I'm willing to fail and then get up again and give it, give something else a go. Yeah. I think a lot of people, I know for me, I, I relate failure, not with just like, oh, I messed up, but it's scary. Like I'm actually totally frightened is. to fail. Right. Like what does failure feel like? And I, I, I'm afraid of it. It's not like, it's easy to be like, yeah, fail forward. But I actually get kind of like, I'm scared. Like mm-hmm. what could happen? If I mess up, who would I let down? How would this go? Like, what if, oh, how much money would we lose? What if I lost my job? What if they lost their job because I failed? You know, like, and you can kind of play those Absolutely. scenarios out. And I just think you embody this in your Instagram post again, really lit a fire under me is we're not supposed to live for safety and comfort, live for more. Mm-hmm. Like, the goal isn't just to play it safe. And I don't know what your role is in life, those who are listening to this podcast today. Um, and I don't know, I honestly don't know your story, but I can, I can, I can say this with full confidence. You're not supposed to always and only play it safe. Now there's a level of safety I want for my family, but honestly, not at the expense of not living full of not like going for the dream, going for something that is more. I'll never forget our son, Caleb, when he was very young, we lived in um, Atlanta and I was sitting at the dinner table. You'll remember this. I was telling a story about how when I grew up in Chicago, it was a freezing winter, kind of like what we just saw this year with the Arctic polar vortex, but it was really- 19 inches of snow. (laughs) Temperatures back, it was like 1993. Temperatures were like um, negative 70 below. And I mean, honestly, it was was, um, Chicago, Illinois was declared state of emergency. They had the number one, the most deaths ever of homeless people because you literally, like you couldn't step outside for more than a few seconds, honestly, and not get frostbite you know, in third degree frostbite. I don't know if that's a thing, but like, I mean, it was just freezing. Like engines wouldn't start heaters and people's homes were breaking down. It was, it was a disaster. It was a crisis for sure. And so I'm kind of sharing this story as we're sitting at dinner and, um, and I'm like, man, so many, so many people died. They just froze. And I'm not realizing that our like three-year-old son, Caleb is listening. And maybe for the first time ever in his like With his little huge, big blue eyes, he's just <laughs> yeah. all in, his in gargantuan head. He's totally bald. <laughs> took him like five huge years to grow cheeks. into that head. Um, like shoving food in. <laughs> but he was kind of understanding that what I was saying, and I'm just thinking he's not paying attention. He's eating his macaroni and cheese and making a mess. But he goes, he interrupts <laughs> me and he goes, daddy, you said that people died? Oh. And like, that's exactly right. Everyone kind of awed at the table and everyone looked at me like, great job, dad. And I'm like, oh, and buddy. And you're so descriptive as you're telling totally. the story. And I'm not thinking my three-year-old's grasping this. I'm like, oh, buddy. Yeah, 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 they did. And then he, he cuts me off again. He's like, daddy, did 
did mommies and daddies die? Oh. And I'm like, and you literally looked at me like, I think you nudged me under the table like, what? And I'm like, but I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, <laughs> oh. they did. They, and then he, his eyes kind of got super big and watery and his lip was quivering. You'll remember. Yes. He goes, daddy. I'm like, yeah, bud. <laughs> did babies die? And now at this point, like the mood has changed. The whole table is just like a college student living with us at the time yeah. was like, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, man, like he's comprehending death. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, Caleb, probably babies died, and then it's like he wanted to say something and he couldn't, and he's kind of crying, and he's looking around like he's reaching for me to hold him, and I think you're like, Caleb, you can ask, buddy, it's okay. Like, what do you, what do you want to ask? And he goes, Daddy. <laughs> Did you die? <laughs> and did we laugh hysterically? Oh, yeah. And then yes. he started crying, like, why are you laughing? And then he cried did more because we were like laughing you know, like, so loud it scared him. I, was, I didn't have the heart to tell him, yeah, man, I died. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm an angel sitting here now. It was what I caught out of that moment. I'll never forget. It. I was like, my son just came to the realization that there's danger in life. It dangers involved. That there's danger in life. There's and like, the what you if. can actually die. And I think. That's not a bad thing. And I think I would be a bad dad to try and protect my children from the fact that, hey, there's risk involved. Right, absolutely. Like, it's almost like life should come with a tag that says risk is necessary. It's essential. Like, if you're going to live for more, yeah, is there a chance that bad things could happen? 100%, but that should not stop us from giving it a go. Um, And then, babe... Um, you, there was this kind of outlying theme that I kind of caught. You said this again. You said, we need to recreate a new starting line. I think you signed off on your Instagram post. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm going to, I'm going to re I'm going to reinvent a new starting line, which Mm -hmm. I think is such a great thought. And to me, it encompasses this thought being more committed to the future than we are to the past. Absolutely. I think I said it ready. I'm ready to recreate and start at a new starting line. And, um, and I think that's saying hey, I don't want to keep doing what I used to do and the way I used to do it. I'm ready to kind of draw a line in the sand and be like, okay, let's give it a go. Let's let's deal with stuff that I can't figure out and let's figure out how to deal with it so that I can become in the present and the future everything that I could potentially become. And being more committed to the future and the past doesn't mean we dishonor the past because I think honor is a huge part. Like, So the way things used to be done, like I always say this, like the thing that you're trying to like you know, undo if it's in an organization, like, why do we do it that way? Well, 10 years ago, it was a brilliant idea. It was somebody's brilliant idea. And 10 years ago, it was a great idea, but we have to be more committed to the future and the past. That doesn't mean we dishonor. Like it would be ridiculous for us not to all collectively right now recognize we stand on the shoulders of those who've gone before us, no matter what you're doing, whether it's parents, uncles, brothers, uh, coaches, leaders, pastors, whatever, like you, we are standing on groundwork that people have laid in relationships, and business. So we have to honor the past, but it doesn't mean we we have to be more committed to the past than we are to the future. We have to look ahead. We have to continue to And move what forward. worked in the past is not going to work usually, and, and not always, but it won't work the same in the future. And I think that's where we have to make the decision to let go. We have to make the decision, be like, I'm not going to keep thinking the way I used to think. It's I'm not going to keep doing what I used to do. And being willing to dig deep and recreate a new starting line and, and give it a go. Give it a go and believe that, hey, you could actually start that business. You could actually 
re- interact with your husband differently and you can actually have a good relationship with the person that you used to not have. I mean, like there's so many things in our life that we have to be willing to give a go at. And I remember we were sitting around the fireplace the other night, just this, this week. And you, you were saying like, they said that I couldn't, but I thought, but what if I could? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you were talking about something else and these kind of things, they, they provoke me and inspire me. You said, um, I didn't have enough money to start that cleaning business, but I thought, but what if I did have enough money? What would I do? Exactly. And don't you think it's kind of you, you're great at this. Like you, you think about it. Like I'm the guy that's like, well, I don't, I don't have enough. So so, probably can't right now. Right. So I can't. So why would I even think about it? But you're like, but what if I could? It's kind of like we get, Then you go we down the excuses. line of like, what would yeah. I do if I did have enough money? Instead of making an excuse why you can't, why don't you think about how you can? Yeah. If you think you can't, there's a good chance you're you not. won't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No. Like, so what 100%. do you have to lose? Yeah. Why don't you just start to think? There's this one verse in the Bible that says, as a man thinks, so, so he, he is. is. So why don't you just begin to think, but what if... I could. And if you if you have an idea and maybe you have part of the the ability to get to that idea or create that, maybe you need to think about the people you can bring along to help you get where you need to go. I remember starting the business and thinking, oh gosh, I'm not good with taxes and finances and I don't have a clue. And so I'm like, okay, I'm not going to allow that hurdle to stop me. I'm going to actually find someone who is good at it, bring them alongside and let's partner together and let's give let's give it a go. And who knows what And it happen. was my pleasure to help you with that. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm not that guy. I don't know how to spell taxes. Taxes, T A C K. But your mind, your mind is the most powerful thing that we have. And I think we underestimate it and we need to re-engage our mind to give it a go and think differently. Think outside the box. And instead of giving yourself excuses, try to think of ways of how you can. Yeah. Um, if you can't, if you think you can't, there's a good chance you won't. I, um, I'm reminded of a story a friend of ours used to tell us or told us, you know, a couple years ago about the magnolia trees at Augusta National. It's a it's a golf club in Augusta, Georgia. It's where they play the Masters. I've never been. We've been to Augusta, Georgia. We actually have friends in Beautiful. Augusta, Georgia. Yeah, uh, but I've never been to the the golf club there. But they, that's where they play the Masters, which is, is a, if you don't know golf, that's an iconic kind of like tournament, and it's 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 the best. If of the, the listeners best. don't know that, then we're gonna have to. Well, I'm not assuming everyone knows how to play golf, but <laughs> he was visiting. He said they have these <clears throat> these these super grand magnolia trees. And we had magnolia trees in Atlanta. Like, they're awesome. They get very big. Their branches draped. They have these massive leaves, and they're just beautiful. And it's kind of like the iconic look of this golf course. Well, these trees, some of these trees have been there for decades, if not maybe even centuries. And so the limbs are starting to die or fall off. And they've they've created these elaborate systems, pulley like systems, pulley systems um, yeah. wiring systems to come and support these trees. Hold whereas the, and- the trees are dying. These limbs should be dying, but they don't want it because it's the look. And so he's like, you can barely even notice it. Like they've spent so much money on like supporting these trees and like running these wires and cables that you almost don't know until you get up on it that like those trees aren't supporting themselves anymore. Like they're the keeping them is. alive. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and as someone who was talking about, he's like those trees will actually die unless they're willing to trim like cut the branches that are naturally no how good the that have naturally was. run their course like yeah. cut them trim them back prune them i guess is what they would say and then you'll lose and the reason they're not willing to do it because you lose the look you you, you the lose this of it this feel that, that they've season. come to love yeah it's like but if you'll trim them back now you'll actually save the tree and then they can they can do it again grow even larger but these trees are going to die because they're keeping all this dead weight 
on these trees. And I thought, man, what a profound thought about how in life sometimes we just have to let things like and we hey, work so hard to up. just keep it keep it as it is and, and don't make any changes and 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 oh, it just like grind and grind and grind to keep going. What do you need to cut loose? Working. And I'm not talking about a person. <laughs> like right now, you're like I'm going to cut oh, that maybe, person loose. Maybe sometimes could it be, is could be a toxic relationship. Yeah. What toxic relationship do you just need to be like, yo, kind of like I'm going to prune back. It doesn't mean we're quitting or it's over. It's like, let's restart again. again. And sometimes you have to let things and go. And you have to dig deep. Sometimes you have to dig deep and figure out what that is for you personally. Yeah. And I think a year ago, that's what I had to do. I had to I had to literally put some things on pause in my life to figure out how am I going to get over this and work through this. And once I did, it literally is like, I feel like a different person. I yeah. feel like a completely different person. And you are, and I love you, and you're still you. Thank you again, babe, for that post. It, it got me going this week. It was super inspiring, and I love you very much. And I do want to thank you for taking your shirt off during this oh podcast. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Okay. Thank you for that. We have to edit that. <laughs> we don't edit Jack. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, hey, hey, thanks for listening. Enjoy your day. Yes. And here's to, here's to coffee talk. Here's to coffee talk. All right. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we would love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us or follow us on social media at Billy's Mafia. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.